welcome back, everybody, to a brand new episode of the Booze and Brews podcast, where we talk movies. And we drink some brews. I'm Jordan, and staring through the screen here is Daniel. Would you like a mask, Daniel? You want your mask? You know you want this. You know you want to put this on. Actually, he doesn't make any noise ever. Not even when he gets stabbed, so. That's true. Just breathe heavy. Today, we are talking the sequel to the 2018 Halloween film, Halloween Kills, starring Jamie Lee Curtis. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and he's always going home. No matter what, he's going home. Always going home. A homesick little boy. Cheers. Cheers. Okay, well, before we start here, um, unfortunately, I don't have anything too special. I mean, don't let me start over. This is very special. It's one of my favorite beers. I just don't have anything like fall. Oh, it's Breakside again. Yeah, Breakside Wonderlust, one of the best IPAs ever. That's okay. I got one of my standards, Freem IPA from Hood River. Mm. Great IPA, super solid. Love this one, but not a fall beer. Maybe I'll have some good fall beer next week. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right, Daniel. Lots to talk about today. We've got some DC news because they just had their Fathom Phantom Fandom Fandom event, and yeah, lots of Halloween talk coming up. So let's mm-hmm. get going. Let's get let's get on with it. DC. yeah because yeah like i said we've been hyping this up i mean we talked about it like we mentioned it like several times i think the last couple of weeks but yeah the fine on october 16th they finally had their phantom event really what i was really excited about was because last year that's where they premiered the first trailer for the matt reeves robert pattinson batman uh this this year they premiered the second trailer and I was stoked. I was a little bit bummed out because I, I tuned in and out of the event, really just kind of waiting. But the event was four hours long. I didn't necessarily want to watch four hours continuously. You know, but they didn't put out a schedule for the event. I, I assume it's because they want as many people to be watching as long as possible. They don't want everybody if you know the in schedule for the last of the event, you'll drop in only for the things you care about. You know, which is exactly what I did last year. So that was a bit of a bummer. Don't like that move. But still, overall, I had a good time watching it. Uh, But yeah, we finally got the second trailer for the Matt Reeves, Ryan Pattinson, Batman. And wow, this trailer, I thought the first trailer was good. This trailer was explosive. And like what to expect, especially from the action that we're going to get in this movie. And I am even more excited than I was last year. Like I'm still super excited for this movie. Everything about this movie, I just think sounds interesting from the castings to the characters that they're choosing to put in the movie to the Riddler being like a, almost like a Zodiac killer, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot more menacing than the Jim Carrey version. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. You know, so not going around and bright green PJs anymore. Exactly. So I'm just like, I'm ready to see this movie. I, it comes out in March. 
and I'm just, it was awesome. So yeah. cool. Uh, I mean, I uh, called yeah, you uh, right afterward because I texted you I'm like, oh, Jordan, it's coming. Like they're about to premiere it. Then you like, we watched it pretty much at the same time while they were live streaming it. Then I called you, I'm like, oh my God, so cool, right? Amazing. No, I, I enjoyed it very, very much so. And that was such a cool surprise, I guess. I mean, I knew it was coming, but I didn't think it would top the other trailer that much, but it did. Very excited. Again, they're showing you more stuff, but not really giving too much away. I like it. I like it. There's so many cool things. The cinematography looks like it's going to be amazing. But yeah, just good action. My fa I think my favorite part of the whole thing is when um, he's chasing, which I think is Oswald Cobblepot in a little car chase. I, I Every time I rewatch, I'm like, I think so. But also, that must be a crap ton of makeup because that's supposed to be Colin Farrell. Yeah, it is. So, it is. But oh, I recognize him with a beard in the first trailer. But yeah, I think it's just the same character without a beard. It's just they make up the crap out of him. But yeah, my favorite part anyway was when uh, chase scene, you see the big explosions behind Cobblepot's car. And he's like, yeah, I gotcha. That's right, I gotcha. I got you! And then you see Batman come flying out of the flames and just rear-end him, send his car tumbling. And then I just love that final shot of it's the point of view of him upside down in his car, and it's just so Batman walking upside down towards him. And I just love that final shot so much. The music and everything. Yeah, so and we good. got a better look at the Batmobile, which it looks a little better in the second trailer than in the first trailer. Still mm -hmm. not a hundred percent not super sold on it but at the same time you know like i remember just reminiscing like i remember like way back in the day before you know the nolan movie came out they're like oh yeah batman has a tank and i'm just like that sucks that's not a good batmobile then seeing it in action i'm like okay that batmobile it's fucking sweet so what you're saying is you haven't run out and bought the lego set yet i don't is it out no i think it actually comes out november 1st okay no, I haven't. You I haven't pre-ordered pre it. it yet. I don't know. Like I said, my <laughs> problem is like, as of right now, if it was sitting on my shelf and if, if you just looked at it, you wouldn't know it was a Batmobile. Yeah, true. So we'll have to see how they implement it. I don't know. I'm still definitely excited to see Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. Yeah, I wonder if we're going to see her in full costume at the end of the movie because it looks like in a lot of the shots, it's just her Selena Kyle. Even when she's talking to Batman, she's still just Selena Kyle, no costume. Right. I mean, in the first trailer, we did see her with like a like kind of a more standard burglar mask on mm -hmm. with like little bumps that kind of resembled cat ears, but like not full on. Yeah, cat we'll, see. we'll see what happens. I mean, I mean, this is supposed to be like year two Batman. So which is true. Maybe her character will evolve as the movies go on. Maybe we'll see her in some sequels. Who knows? But yeah, yeah. I'm excited, though. That was definitely a fantastic trailer. Got me pumped. What else was there? I know there was another right. fun. Well, trailer. the other thing, yeah, because I knew about the Batman trailer and I was kind of tuning in while I was making breakfast. And then I just like looked over and they started playing the uh, a teaser from the Ezra Miller Flash movie, which not super excited about that movie per se. It's really the I mean, I am just for the fact that they're bringing back Michael Keaton's Batman 
in this. And then they play the teaser trailer. That's all the voiceover for the trailer is Michael Keaton talking to the flash. And because what was that? A minute, minute and 15 second trailer. Yeah. His voiceovering. Ah, so good. What see the back of his Batman cowl. You see you it's heavily implied that underneath the tarp is the Keaton Batmobile like I wish they would have at least just shown that just just give us a quick quick like second glimpse at it just so right oh yeah I know I mean just like I don't know if the movie's gonna be good I mean DC's very hit or miss like it's not consistent whatsoever well but but, could this could this movie fix some of that stuff that's the thing they'd have to push the Snyderverse back into order that's the thing i'm like they'd have to be competent and they aren't consistently competent so it could go either way but i'm mostly just i'm butt in seat to see keaton's batman and i know it sucks because it's probably going to be like a two two and a half hour long movie and michael keaton is either going to be in it for like five minutes or maybe 40 no one knows i I doubt it's all over that trailer though we didn't see much but we heard him he was all over that trailer that was just i know i mean that's the only reason my butt is going to be in the seat we're seeing all these cool images of the flash spray painting like the lightning bolt on him and things like that just keep on hearing the uh keaton voiceover then all of a sudden it just goes to black and you just hear goosebumps 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 uh, I just wanted a quick shot of his face because it goes to, to the Flash and he's like, sorry, in. I just wanted a quick cut to Keaton's face and him going, yeah, I'm in. Excuse me. Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? <laughs> just something. Just something. Uh, something. <laughs> that was a cool, very, very cool. But both those trailers rocked. The other trailers were fun, like Black Adam. That was a really cool teaser. And then they had yeah, there was the more scenes. of like a very light teaser, more like behind the scenes and a little bit of actual footage, but not t- a ton. I know there's just some behind the scenes of one of your favorite movies that you can't wait to see a sequel for. Aquaman 2. Oh, yay. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Now the no, behind the scenes stuff, I, I, I'm interested. I will definitely be going and checking out the sequel. Um, what was another one? Oh, one thing that was kind of fun, though, was just seeing an interview with um, Tom Welling and I can't remember his name. Um, is it Michael? I forgot which because Michael something that plays um, Lex Luthor on Smallville. Fun catching up and seeing those two again. Uh, let's see. What's his name? What's his name? Why is this so hard? Mm. Michael Rosenbaum. Ah, that's right. That's right. Michael Rosenbaum. Yeah, I know. I was literally watching it and I'm like, because they were like flashing through a bunch of like the guy who played Green Arrow in the TV show was talking for a little bit. You know, they had to sit down with both, you know, um, both of the main cast, but they also flashed through a bunch, you know, had a little like videos from different cast members. And I remember just like laughing. I'm like, no, Allison Mack. Like, and then yeah. you text me. He's like, oh man, no, Allison Mack. I'm like, yeah, you know, where's Allison Mack? Where's she? Like, not just like a little quick shot in her jumpsuit while she's in prison for, you know, a sex cult. I know. I was like, they could have interviewed her from prison. Come on now. Where's Allison Mack? We're missing her. It was fun seeing uh, Lana again. I'm trying to point to everybody's names, but it was fun seeing her again. 
I know it's a bit, I mean, shit, like literally they also, one of those things that just makes me feel old because it's happening more and more now. It's just like, remember the thing that you liked when you were like a while ago? Oh yeah. Smallville came out 20 years ago. Premiered 20 years ago. That is crazy to think about that that show is that old or that's even been off the air 10 years already. That's just crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. But fun event, some fun trailers for sure. Again, the, t- the highlights for me by far were the Flash teaser and the new Batman trailer. By far the highlights. Love yeah. both those trailers. Cannot wait to see both of those movies. I'm super excited fun to check this stuff out. To look forward also, to not going to lie, I remember when like originally Matt Reeves was supposed to direct a Batman movie with Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. And they just clash, and he's like, "No, I'm not doing this." And I remember thinking, "I'm like, man, I still want to see like a solo Batman movie." Like, I re- I enjoyed Ben Affleck enough, and I'm like, I just want to see a solo Bat movie of him just fucking shit up. But well, I wonder now if they're with gonna trailers, work- and I'm like, right past. I'm like, yeah, fuck it, I don't care anymore. I want to see this movie now. Yeah, they've so Batfleck is going to be in the Flash movie. I wonder if they're going to be doing some parallel time stuff, and we will get to a. Robert Pattinson, Batman, Universe 2. Who knows? Who knows? Anybody's guess at this point. Anybody's guess. So good stuff, though. Good stuff. Um, anything else going on in movie news world okay. right now? The only other thing is I saw, and I thought I'd mention it, you know, we talked about DC, but Marvel released like their 2022 and 20, or at least their full 2022 schedule which essentially shows like how long things are going to be running in theaters, which looks like everything's going to be running for a solid two months, you know, but yeah, we have Dr. Strange two, the multiverse of men is coming out on March 25th and Don't running. Push, didn't they push it back? They pushed it back. It's coming out in May now. What? I saw, something, I... I saw something today that's been pushed back two months. Oh, that's weird because I what I saw was that Doctor Strange 2 was coming out on March 25th and had to like and running from March 25th till about May 6th. Then it shows Thor Love and Thunder coming out May 6th to and running from that date till July 8th, 2022. And then Black Panther Wakanda Forever running from July 8th to november 11th 2022 yeah to, to my knowledge everything got pushed back about two months all the marvel stuff damn and that just got announced though so i don't know take that with the grain of salt then take all of yeah, it sorry I, but probably they're like oh my gosh everybody's stoked for this batman movie we should probably give ourselves some time because we'll have some big competition but yeah that was at least that was just a rumor i read and heard about today maybe mine's false i don't know <laughs> i don't know we'll i mean but we have we'll just see because in these still. times you just never know if they're going to push it back or not or nope. in venom they moved it up no talk about anything happening to spider-man no way home so as far as i know that's still coming out in december i mean hype train is rolling Woo-hoo. they'd be so stupid to push that back yeah you don't you don't give me that sweet trailer and then say nope sorry this isn't no time to die this is serious shit yeah <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right. all I got for movie news. Cool. 
All right, well, let's move on here. Let's just let's get into Halloween because I mean everything I saw this week is Halloween related. So let's just get exactly same here. So let's just get into it. We'll talk about it as a whole. All righty, so where where to begin? So I mean. Our primary focus is going to be Halloween Kills. I think we should just make this all spoilers. I don't know how to talk about any of this stuff without really, really getting into spoilers. Well, the hard part is like, there's not, I mean, for a horror movie like this, you can kind of guess what happens in the movie. I know like this is more the middle part of like a current trilogy, but it's still like, it's a horror movie. There's not necessarily spoilers per se. Mm-hmm. I mean, there there are I guess, and who survives in like the main cast or if anybody survives or dies. But at the same time, like it's mostly like very loose on plot, very heavy on gore. Yes. It so is. it's more just like, yeah, like if you, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Cause honestly, the only notes I took on the movie were my favorite kills. <laughs> Which that is something we'll get into later because I am curious which years are because I know I've got a few of my own favorites. But yeah, so our, our main focus again will be Halloween Kills, but we'll talk a lot about Halloween movies in general. And we'll talk a little bit about that fun behind the scenes on Netflix too that I know we both watched. Yeah. I guess I'll go first as far as my experience goes with this franchise. So as of a week ago, I had never seen any Halloween film, but fast forward a week and now I have seen four. So Daniel and I decided, hey, we're going to see this Halloween Kills movie. And I knew it was a direct sequel to the 2018 one. So I'm like, well, okay, I definitely got to watch that then. Well, then I got, or excuse me, well, then Netflix threw out some new episodes of the movies that made us. And look at the head, a few Halloween ones. Halloween being one of them, I was like, oh, okay, well, you know what? That'd be kind of fun to watch. Then, then I got to thinking, well, if I'm going to watch this, I might as well just actually watch the movie first. And I'm like, plus, if I'm going to watch 2018, which I know had Jimmy Lee Curtis in it, and the new one has her too, I'm like, well, I'm going to go back to where it all began and kind of see where her character comes from and how this whole thing even began. So, and I didn't know if 2018 was a reboot or a sequel or what. I just knew Jimmy Lee Curtis was in it. So I went back to the original 1978 Halloween, watched that. Then I watched the Netflix documentary behind the scenes. And then I decided, well, Jamie Lee Curtis's character is in one more before she, she's not heard of for 20 years. I'll watch Halloween 2. So then I watched Halloween 2. Then I jumped to 2018 and then to watch the sequel, Halloween Kills. So as far as uh, I guess my general thoughts on this, thought the first one was pretty solid for the most part. Uh, it's not my go-to. I did enjoy the second one. Well, I didn't enjoy it as much as the first one. I did enjoy Halloween 2 fairly well still. I What I liked about Halloween 2 is how it just immediately picks up for the last one left off. And it's just what happens, you know, as the night goes on. And I, I enjoyed that aspect of it quite a bit. Um, skipped all the sequels, all the remakes, everything, and jumped to 2018. And I got to say, overall, I enjoyed that one for the most part. It was still pretty entertaining i think i liked it just as much as the first original one and right. it's kind of cool to catch up some characters for there 40 years later now i didn't know they were trying to make a sequel i knew or excuse me a, a trilogy out of this i knew you know obviously kills the direct sequel and i'm like well i mean they'll probably leave it open so for more sequels but i didn't know they're aiming for a trilogy but um 
overall, I just had a good time. I enjoyed myself. And yeah, I mean, we'll get into all four of these as the conversation goes on. Right. That's just my general thoughts. So um, I didn't have as much time. I didn't have the time to watch four. I did. So kind of the same because I was the one that told you, I'm like, oh, they added more episodes. Because yeah, Shiloh and I were just hanging out and... You know, I wanted to watch a Hall- or like a Halloween movie and she, you know, just a general horror movie. And she wasn't really feeling it, but we watched the Halloween episode of the movies that made us. And, you know, we had a great time with that. And Shiloh just like looked and said, do you want to watch Halloween? So I'm like, yeah. So we rented the first one. And I don't think I'd ever actually seen any of the Halloween movies. I don't know how, but I, I've never, I don't think I have ever seen one because I don't remember anything from that movie. So we watched that, had a great time. We I haven't watched Halloween 2 yet. And I literally just like, well, okay, now I know exactly where it starts. And then I just went into the middle of this fucking trilogy because I'm like, what? Like, I remember seeing the trailer for the first one that I'm like, you know what? What am I really going to be missing as far as plot in a horror movie? Which everything that happened, like from the first like Michael lived. Yeah, I'm like, it definitely picks up. It feels like exactly where the first one in this new trilogy ended. And I'm like, yeah, but I, you kind of got what happened. Like, they talk about it. So it does casually fill you in on what happened to the in the movie previously. The only thing you're really not filled in on is exactly all the thrills and kills throughout the first movie. You know, but I mean, I had a basic understanding of the the first movie's plot by the end of the movie. Um, so I didn't feel like I really missed much. And then just watching, going in straight into this second one, um, you know, it wasn't really jarring. Like you could do it. I mean, it's a horror movie. It's very loose with plot. It's more about the gore and like the thrills and kills essentially. Oh, so cool. you're, so you're not really missing much. So I, I didn't feel like I missed out on too much, which is good. You know, but it definitely but, felt like it was smack dab in the middle of a trilogy still. Well, yeah, you missed Allison and her boyfriend getting a fight in the first one. Typical. You missed, you missed him kissing another girl and how that just ruined everything. But he was wearing a skirt in this one, which was funny. Well, yeah, they're Bonnie and Clyde, only roles reversed. Oh, was that their fucking Oh, uh, that was a, yeah, they were at a Halloween outfit. costume contest. I'm just like, why is this a Halloween guy party? <laughs> Bonnie and Clyde yeah you were probably really confused (laughs) well I'm just like in my head I'm like it's Halloween he's dressed up like a girl it's whatever you know it's just Halloween it's just Uh, that's funny it did crack me up though when they were like in the mob like later on this movie so he just has his top half like he just has like a a letterman jacket or something up top and then every once in a while they'll do like a wide shot and he's still just wearing a skirt and that made me laugh yeah that's pretty funny well so let's talk just briefly about the original so yeah that was my first time seeing that there was a lot of things i liked about it especially once you watch the behind the scenes and how they made it it's really cool to go back i mean they made this thing on a very very tight budget everybody was an unknown john carpenter was not known or anything yet and it was just it was really cool though to see the behind the scenes and how everybody knew each other and how this all just became what it became yeah just like freaking i mean we all know john carpenter now but it's funny that he only made like one small indie film dark star which was super low budget but it was attack of the rotten tomato 
Well, he oh sorry, he made that and the siege or assault on district or on precinct sixteen. I forgot the super non-memorable name that they changed it to. Yeah. But yeah, like so essentially two movies under his belt. One was essentially a student film. But you just got these like renegade, you know, teens that are just like making movies. And then you have this perfect storm of this guy who essentially his wife stroked his ego, but like, hey, who worked in like, what was he like a fit? He worked in like some obscure like he, wing of film or I don't know. Like he just worked for a studio. He was a and distributor. Then he's like, you know, I could do this myself. And he picks up John Carpenter and they're like, yep, we're going to do this. He's like, I, I'll distribute your movie. It's good. Didn't really pick up a lot of stream. He was like, this guy's got talent. So, and then apparently the, uh, the big, the big wig. What am I trying to say? Like the, I forget his name. I mean, I'm not very good with names, but like essentially the guy who like kind of picked up and distributed assault on like district or uh, I keep saying district, but precinct 16 or something is like, okay, well, I want you to direct a Halloween movie. Kind of, they bang out like the basic plot of the movie. And then John Carpenter just like, lets he lets him loose. And John Carpenter made a movie that was super original. Apparently, I, it, I mean, it's cool to see because we know everything that like has been that has come since John Carpenter's Halloween, but it's like one of those movies that it's very cool to go back and see is like, this was like one of the first that really like kind of cemented. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure for those that don't know, I mean, he went on, he directed The Fog, Escape from New York, The Thing, Christine, Big Trouble in Little China, Print of Darkness, They Live, all these classics. Yeah. Huge in the eighties. But yeah, he, after doing Assault on Precinct 13, when did Halloween and oh, so much, so much fun though. Um, what I liked and about so, it too, like, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say what I liked about it too, was how they try to use different tactics to make it look like an expensive movie. Like they talk in the documentary, how they put a lot of their budget towards nice cameras so that they could walk basically walk around and do point of view shots and like how they got that opening shot to go to work was great. I loved watching that. How because these cameras with the real to real film, you only had um, like what was it just over four minutes long? Yeah, I think it was like four minutes twenty seconds. So and especially like the movie opens with a long shot, so you're trying to figure out okay where where can we cut it so we can seamlessly like integrate it. So that's when they have Michael pick up the clown mask, put it on his face, and for a split second it goes to black boom cut but you would never know yep. you would never know until somebody told you yep so yeah just things like that were pretty interesting pretty exciting are, are me, pretty um interesting to look at um yeah again i had no i'd never seen these movies i had no idea it started out with a kid killing his sister no idea a little six-year-old just going and stabbing his sister which also how masterfully that was done that you're like oh man there's a killer and it's not really until like the reveal where the camera switches around and shows a child that you even think about it, unless you already know, but just like, especially for the time, you wouldn't even assume that that was a child. No. But then as soon as it, they do the reveal, you're like, well, hang on. Yeah, the camera height, like walking through the house was shorter than what you would think. 
for like an adult you know like it there's have those little things that like give you hints on what's happening but you you know i just i think that was such a cool reveal mm-hmm. oh man yeah that was that was great and how, this almost had the what, what was the title of this almost had the attack of the baby sisters or the babysitter murders yes right the babysitter murders which some people said that's what they called it and like the guy who said he came up with the halloween like concept was like that never happened i never pitched that name so who knows <laughs> who knows but yeah i mean because yeah we and then you know you fast forward 15 years later halloween night michael's grown up escapes his asylum and is out for revenge and or just not even revenge really just out to kill and starts killing these teenagers which seems to always be the victims in these horror films kills the babysitters babysitters. who are on like a a three block radius which how crazy is that seeing that young of a jamie lee curtis i think she was 19 or 20 when she filmed that how crazy was it you know i think we talked about this a little bit but i'm like jamie lee curtis just kind of has like an older face like when we were watching it i'm like she looks so young, but she also looks like she's 40. Yeah, no, she you looked know? 18 and 40 at the same time. I know. It like some really angles strange. she would look older, some angles she would look more like a teen. And I had to look it up and I'm like, she was only 19 to 20 during the shooting of the entire movie. So I'm like, man, she was a teenager, but at some point she just she just has an older looking face. Yeah, it, it was kind of trippy, honestly. <laughs> Almost distracting. But honestly, one of the things that I love, I mean, again, learning about the movie, but that $70,000 camera, apparently the second movie to ever use that specific type of camera, but for like very, to make it look more expensive instead of a cheap schlocky horror movie. And honestly, you can tell like the movie actually looks really good for how old it is, Mm -hmm. especially for how cheaply made the movie was in general. That they spent like almost like a quarter of their budget, a third to a quarter or a quarter to a third of their budget on just this camera. But honestly, I think it really helps because just watching it, I'm like, damn, this it looks good. It looks really clean. You know, it doesn't look grainy like a lot of horror movies from that time were. Only when it's at only when it's dark, I guess. But during the daylight, it looks great. Yeah. No, totally dead. Totally dead. It still looks really good in the dark. It's just the only (laughs) time that I ever notice any real grain on the film. Yeah, I gotta say, overall, I didn't like it as much as the first one, but Halloween 2 is fun. And what made Halloween 2 fun is so it continues on same night. And I'm trying, I won't give too much away because I know you want to go watch it. I know. I hear there's like a a sweet, like, reveal. It takes place in a hospital, which is honestly a very cool place for a horror film to take place and i was going to be thinking like why don't haunted houses do this like find an old abandoned hospital and turn that into a haunted house like that'd actually be pretty spooky a haunted hospital that would but, be pretty spooky. so yeah it takes place just the rest of the night and yeah i won't give anything away but I overall enjoyed it didn't like it as much as the first one but still enjoyed it overall um and yeah, jump forward 40 years later. So now we're, you know, same town. And so, okay, so you haven't seen 2018 at all. Um, no, I didn't. I didn't have time. And I'm like, eh. 
maybe I'll go back and watch it. I mean, but maybe I'll before the third, the finale comes out next year, which is supposed to be Halloween. I think it's called Halloween Ends. So, so why wasn't this the first 2018 one called Halloween Lives or something like that? Then so you could have Lives, Kills, Ends. Because well, it's, we, it's, it should have been it, Lives, Kills, Dies. Lives, Kills, Dies. But well, so because it's a little confusing with the title because it's just called Halloween. So you're like, is it a remake? But no, it's still it's still in a sense a a sequel 40 years later. I think we're kind of like pretending all the movies in the middle didn't exist, and it's a sequel 40 years later. I, I think so. I mean, I literally could have been a better title for that one. Well, I know we talked about this too because it's always happens with horror movies that have like literally like Halloween has I think eight or nine movies in the franchise, at least the mainline franchise, to the point where going on the I had to go on the Wikipedia to kind of get things straight, and it helped. But also at the at the bottom of the Wikipedia, they had a little diagram of continuity, and it very much like it's like one and two are over here rob zombies are just kind of standalones by themselves but then remakes, everything basically. else like everything else besides the rob zombie ones are like okay well this branches off over here and this one you watch through to here and this one branch. so i'm like okay so yeah i think it's like halloween one and two and then the new trilogy is kind of like finishing off their story 40 years later that's basically the impression I'm under. So it so it sounds like Halloween three through anything that came before 2008 or excuse me 2018, you do not need to watch. It's for not part of the story. So it's just the first two, then fast forward to 2018, and the two we have now. So I guess since you didn't, we won't talk too much about 2018 since you didn't see it. But yeah, so what did you think? Did you like the cast of the new Halloween Kills? Um, honestly, yeah, I. <laughs> I did. I mean, like, I guess I was surprised how little Jamie Lee Curtis was in the movie, but also it made sense at the, from the very beginning of the movie. They really kind of set. So once, just like the Halloween 1 and 2, this one takes place directly after the events of the first one, basically seconds later. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I figured, but again, they talk about it because, like, you know, Michael comes back, the the professor, the psychologist comes back, and Jamie Lee Curtis essentially has been living like I know that she had essentially been like living like a hermit waiting for this like just in case he ever came back he she home alone the hell prepared. out of her house well yeah kind of remind me of that a little bit too if anything else she her character really reminded me of Sarah Connor in T2 you know actually Shiloh told me about that because I'm like oh she went all Sarah Connors I, I literally said the same thing too so yeah she's Bunker just like hardcore went into survivalist mode like i have to be ready when the threat comes yeah no that's totally what it reminded me of is she went totally into sarah connor mode but yeah so she had her house basically the way the first one ends i mean you've seen i think given by the trailer what you or what you saw on this one you'll they trap him downstairs in this lower area set the house on fire and i just want the whole house to crumble on him and kill him they're getting away on a truck yeah she's stabbed because, you know, I mean, this is no, none of this is spoilers since you saw the second one. She stabbed the hitchhike, a truck going by. It's Lori, her daughter, Karen, and her granddaughter, Allison, which I loved uh, Judy Greer. I don't know if you know her. She she's was, an Ant-Man. She's an Ant-Man. She also plays um, 
a really fun character in the show Californication. And it was just fun seeing her in this movie. I enjoyed her in both movies as Laurie's daughter. Um, anyway, they're off. House comes down. Michael escapes the fire, obviously, as you saw. Kills Typical all the, bullshit. Kills all the firemen. I guess I go back and forth. I can't because in some ways, in the first one, they kind of made him more moralish. He's more, he feels more humanish in the first one. Maybe has a little bit of strength to him because he still like puts a knife into somebody and raises them off the ground, but still feels more human. But in this one, it's like it's game on. As far as like can he be killed, doesn't look like it. No, I, I go back and that. forth. I go back and forth if I like that way or not. Obviously, gets more sequels because it's like, well, he can't be killed, so he'll just be around, and we get to do another sequel and another sequel. Right. I mean, it also just kind of like essentially how they kind of frame it, especially in these ones. He's just kind of evil incarnate, where you don't. He's like, I mean, that. Yeah, I don't exactly know like why he's so strong. Like, I'm not like super invested in the franchise. Like, that's one thing that I was a little bit confused about too. I'm like, yeah, I know he's pretty much an unstoppable killing force, but like, there's literally. I mean, there's no way to stop him, seemingly, to the point where, you know, like, that only goes so far for me, where I'm like, okay, but, like, what makes it interesting if he can't be killed? You know, I guess, like, I mean, it really fuels the main drama, I guess, of just, like, you know, but, like, at best, you're hoping for, like, to survive every Halloween, you know, (laughs) or whenever he decides to come around. Yeah, I mean... I gotta find a way to kill. I mean, honestly, I think if you just put a shotgun to his head and pull the trigger and put his brains everywhere, hopefully he'll die. Yeah, but they never do that. I don't know why. Or it'll be like the the T2 where it all just comes back together eventually. Yeah. I mean, I get like what they especially they really try and hammer this home is essentially like Michael Myers is like evil incarnate, where it's just like never you can't stop the idea of evil essentially. I guess I don't know, but overall, I still enjoyed this film. Uh, it was fun just sitting in a theater, pretty much by myself. There's one other couple in the theater. You yeah. said they left, though. Did they leave during the movie? They ended up coming back. Actually, yeah, I texted you after they left. Like, they just left like 15, 20 minutes before it ended. Like, what the heck? They, really? I guess, they went to the bathroom at the same time because they came back and finished the movie. Oh, okay, that's so weird. But yeah, I was like, that guy. Well, you. Set I mean, well, I'm much. like, I watched it. I'm like, yeah, I could see if you it, like people who would love this movie, you know, maybe the gore was a bit too much for them, or maybe they're just like, this sucks and left. Yeah. Uh, keep losing train of thought here. Overall, I, I enjoyed the movie. We'll talk more about the movie itself. Overall, I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was a good sequel to the other one. I go back, I think I liked the 2018 and this one about equally. You definitely the gore goes up in this one for sure, which is there's a lot of fun kills, and we'll talk about favorite kills here in a sec. But overall, I, I had a good time. I mean, for what it was, it was entertaining for sure. And I do like I don't know if they overdid this, but I do like how they tie it a lot of the stuff going on here and a lot of the characters to the original film. You got the two kids that were being babysat are grown up now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got some kid, I guess that was getting picked on on the streets the same night he's grown up now um my, i loved anthony and michael hall i had no idea he was gonna be in this and all of a sudden his name popped up on the credits opening credits i was like oh shit he's in this awesome i know he is old now he is not part of the brat pack anymore no he's not but it was still fun seeing him and his character was fun overall i liked his little speech from the bar he yeah. had a good presence in the movie there's yeah for sure 
and yeah most of this a lot of it takes place in the hospital you know that's where Lori spends a lot of her time in the hospital but obviously you know stab needs to be instant surgery stuff like that um there's a couple things like i wish uh was it hawkins was that the guy that so we had he was actually they show a flashback he gets stabbed in the neck in the 2018 version i wish they would have just left him dead instead they insurrected his character and just made him a huge part of the plot i don't know why i wish they would just left him dead honestly but so be it had to have somebody for her to talk to in the hospital i guess well i don't know you want to talk favorite moments i had some good moments like uh, you just want you want to go straight into favorite kill yeah i mean well i guess just to say like for halloween kills like over i i didn't get to say my overall thoughts yeah uh, well you didn't what I didn't get to say my overall thoughts for Halloween Kills. We mostly talked about the first one. Okay, uh, but no, for Halloween Kills, like yeah, uh, went into it especially with uh, watching ha- the little documentary and how they mentioned that like gore was purposefully left out of the original because they wanted the theater of the mind, the people to be scared of the unknown or what's lurking around the corner. Essentially, not necessarily people bleeding out or getting dismembered or anything like that so it was funny to go from that to holy shit this is extremely gory and violent which also really made me curious i'm like if this is already this gory i want to watch the rob zombie ones because he's essentially makes fucking snuff films i can't imagine the type of fucking gore that's in those ones yeah but for like the gore was visceral but i mean honestly very light on the plot but the gore was fucking there the kills were there and that's really why i'm watching a movie like this essentially and shiloh and i were literally just like oh shit oh fuck there were some good oh shit moments for sure yeah we were having a great time just like holy shit this is fucking crazy well well, so i have a tie for number one but let's talk about so you got that uh the one couple flying the drone in the house this leads to probably one of my one of my favorite kills is when this is one of my favorite lines of the whole movie too is uh he's like hey i think there's somebody in the den or whatever room it was and he's like well what do they want how the fuck should i know call the cops like (laughs) or he's like who the fuck cares what they want call the cops (laughs) i know that was one of my correct I mean, in that, yeah, especially for that. I mean, that was the first couple kills, right? Yeah, but I mean, even his death through the door was brutal, like really brutal. Yeah, that was brutal. But when he takes the fluorescent light, breaks it and just shoves it right through her neck, I was like, Sean and I were just like mouth open. Probably my again tied for first. That was my first favorite kill of the whole movie was taking that fluorescent light shoving it in her neck i was like holy shit and yeah even just drops it and just, you hear the shatter sounds and oh. you know and in the background like yeah like then in the background he's literally just taking the knives and stabbing the old guy guy who's already dead bent like, him over every the counter and just the repeatedly putting knives in his back oh my god that was just nuts yeah that fucking fluorescent bulb was amazing i mean such yeah just great kills that was a great kill honestly like my favorite favorite just because of how dumb or funny it was i'm not okay okay because yeah we didn't really mention you know but like you know murders are happening literally the entire town just essentially starts rioting 
searching for Michael Myers. You know, so they break up in these little like units that all have like all these random people are just giving guns. You don't know how to use them. You know, and we have the doctor and the nurse couple in the car with the uh, the original nurse who's in the car at the very beginning of the first Halloween and the little girl from the original Halloween that um, is being babysat across the street from the main character. Judy's Judy's character. Anyway, Amy. Yeah. Uh, but when that all goes down, he, which too bad, like you brought the nurse back 40 years later, then you just fucking kill her on a glass door. Killed. Oh, That's really too bad. You, you almost made it. But but that makes it kind of more fun and realistic, though. I mean, you got to just kill off main people. Like, you can't, they can not all survive. Well, I know. But I mean, that when, I mean, while it wasn't one of my favorites, but the angle that uh, Michael Myers gets on the, on the nurse husband, where it just goes up through his cheek and into his oh eye and then brain. God. I was not expecting that shot right there. That right in the yeah, eye very like, oh. unique i i think it just shook me a little bit more because of how unique that the stabbing angle was but what one of my favorite deaths was when the you know the doctor who's dressed up as a nurse <laughs> comes over with the gun starts trying to unload on him and then michael myers just kicks the door open hits the gun and she just shoots herself right in the face that was my next favorite one that I actually laughed out loud at that. I mean, that was just a brilliant shot. Yeah, kicks the door, hits the gun, turns it around, just bam, just kills herself. Honestly, that, like, that might sh- have been one of my, that might have been my favorite kill in the entire movie just because I'm like, I wasn't expecting it, but also, holy shit, it made me laugh. Yeah. That, but yeah, th- those two were amazing kills, though. Just, this, I think it's just the visual, the fluorescent light going into the side of her neck. It's just like, whoa. But yeah, I was not, did not see that coming at all as far as the door hitting her hand, switching the gun around, blowing her own brains out. Oh, did not see I that know. coming at all. I know. I didn't. I know. I was, that was one of my favorite. Yeah, I'm sitting there in my chair. Oh, shit. Out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. It was so good, though. And I mean, obviously, we have to mention the freaking, the, the, I mean, they, I think this happens towards the beginning. I think it happens at the beginning because, like, yeah, like, fucking, like, as they're driving away in the truck, firefighters are headed to her house that Michael Myers is burning inside of. And then just the firefighter massacre, where he just kills all of them in just some of the most brutal stuff in the entire movie is in that scene it happens all at once about your favorite and then they just revisit the scene with cops and you just see all the firefighters like dismembered like even more than in the first you put it like holy shit like i'll gotta hand it to the firefighters when he walks out they all just kind of grab the weapons you're like holy fucking shit we gotta kill this guy they're not cops they don't have guns they just have yeah axes axes but like one of the guys had a buzzsaw i'm like oh yeah like this guy i was, was expecting him to get evil some dead shit right shot there. In, but just to see him just michael myers just stop the saw and kind of bring it back and then tear him like into his own shoulder and just like destroy himself with that giant saw was crazy oh r- real quick real quick back to the couple at the suv one visual i loved is when how he placed it on the merry-go-round 
it just had it slowly spinning. That was just a very cool visual. Yeah. After they're dead, how we just placed them like that. But yes, the, the firefighters, though, that mascara, that just crazy, just lay, left them for dead. Just, there were a lot of good visuals in this movie for sure. It was the kills were gore. Like honestly, it was it was over the top, and that's kind of what makes horror movies fun. I get some people don't necessarily like. I mean, I feel like if you're super squeamish, yeah. If you're super squeamish, don't go watch this one. Watch the first one. Yeah, you know the one that doesn't actually have any blood and gore in it. If you're squeamish, don't don't even attempt. You <laughs> will throw up. I think I think my next favorite death was at the end. It was the boyfriend. Cameron's death scene in the stairwell wrote that down. Oh my god, that was great. That just slam, 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 just all over the fucking stairwell till eventually he's just like choking out and then Allison he walks down the stairs. Allison just, has a broken angle, I think, at this point. She's like, nah, just no. Nah. Oh my god, he just gets slammed all over, and then he's just like bleeding out, and then just the final thing, which I told Child, I'm like, that was a mercy kill. Because he could have suffered for a really long time. That like, is true. Michael Myers like is walking down the stairs after like in his head, just the boyfriend's head is just sticking through the banister, just fucking bleeding from getting. Uh, I thought he was gonna just backhand him and just knock him the fuck out. But yeah, when he grabbed his head and just just broke his neck, snaps it, done, done. over. God, oh god, that was oh my god that was fucking brutal i re- and i really wasn't sure if they're gonna kill allison or not i had a feeling they were gonna make her potentially the hero of the film because it wasn't sure if, again i just, i don't know what their plans were if they were doing a, sequ- a sequel or not i mean i think they're always gonna want to do a sequel but i had no idea if they're gonna if jim the curse is on board for another one so it's like is are they gonna put them face to face or not again i wasn't sure I'm like, or is this Allison, her granddaughter, going to be the hero here? But then uh, her mother comes in, Karen, and gets him with a pitchfork, which, by the way, you stab him with a pitchfork. Why the fuck do you put that thing down? Why don't you keep stabbing him repeatedly? It's it's horror movie tropes. I know. You're just like, we thought we've learned, but we never well, do. And is I- you stab him like he's on the ground, like, take it out, stab him in the head. Ooh, do you, you stab him in the head again. And guess what? You stab him in the head again. Right. Some of my favorite scenes too involve the, the two guys that bought the Myers house and, you know, refinish it. Oh my God. Like Big John and little John. Big John and little John. Fucking let's talk me. about Let's talk about them for a little bit. They cracked me up. I mean, I, I just love their introduction when I think it's when Big John is upstairs just dancing to a record. That scene cracked I, me I up. I looked over at Shiloh and I'm like, this might be me someday, just in a fucking robe, drinking whiskey, listening to a record in his listen. Like just from looking at him, I'm like, no, this room is his listening room for his records. And I'm mm-hmm. like, this will probably be me someday, you know? And then his, his husband comes in and Shiloh like looks at me. I'm like, well, you know, we could get, this couldn't maybe not work out, <laughs> but oh my God, there was just a specific type of gay that they made those guys just very, sophisticated i don't know it just cracked me up which man those teenagers that trick they played what dirt bags oh my god that yeah, was like, fucked i mean I, as much as these kills are fucked i was like man that is a fuck trick to do to somebody you're like it's our friend i'm like and they, when she dropped they, and you're like talking shit a, i'm like like they swallowed a rusty blade is what they made them sound like and she's like looks like she's on the ground dying potentially or yeah what a fuck trick just to steal candy I know. I'm like, 
dude, you could have just ran in and taken the bull. Like something. I mean, God, the way you're like, oh my God, like he's throwing up. What do we do? We gotta call an ambulance and getting closer and all of a sudden, boo. Uh-huh. Fuck they're like fucking idiots. And I'm just like, I remember thinking, I'm like, you know what? Who's I'm gonna be like, look at the look at all these fucking kids. They're just stealing my shit. You're gonna believe that I'm like. I would have fucking punched one of them in the head. God, I just like. Mm-hmm. I just kept thinking about them. I'm like, I would have punched that kid. I mean, that made me angry. I know it's just yeah. just steal candy. It's weird that that was one of the most fucked things that happens in the movie. A movie with a bunch of killing. But yeah, I'd never seen that before, so that's kind of crazy. Well, let's, so when he's in their house, I do like how he knocks on both doors to get their attention. Well, it's fun. another funny thing though is they're going around. At first, he's got the golf club, and then he decides, "No, I'm going to trade this in for a knife." I still think have the knife on you, but still have the golf club for longer reach. I because then he, he trades in for this little short knife. Yeah, it's a little. He has a golf club. The other one has like a, a chef knife, and then he sets the golf club down for a paring knife. And I'm like, no, no, keep the golf club. Keep the golf. That's got range. You know, and then yes. they predictably get murdered in the old Myers house that they zhuzhed up and made it all nice. Poor bastards, but God damn it. Big John and little John cracked yeah. me the fuck up. Oh, they were hilarious. Their, their scenes were some of my favorites. Same. Uh, There's, I know, I told you, I'm like, they were like some of my favorite characters in this whole movie. Yeah, and then I still like the, I still like the overall, I guess, plot of, yeah, it's been 40 years. Here's what's going down. Lori's been trying to prepare for this. She's in the hospital now. But it's all, I guess, I'm trying to think of any other scenes to really talk about. I mean, the whole town, half the town at least, or a lot of people are in the hospital because just people are being put in the hospital and just there's just nowhere safe to be. And they, well, eventually they think it's going to come back for Lori in the hospital. What would you think of the scene um, with, uh, with Karen trying to save that one guy? Which where where does he come from? Was he somebody that was on the bus from the first film? Well, I, yeah, I they they show him like two inmates escaped uh, from the bus crash. Okay, so he's one of them. Okay. So he was one of the escaped like mental inmates. And honestly, like that was one of the things that I'm uh, <laughs> of all the things that happened. I think that probably takes the cake for just most fucked thing that happens. Not necessarily like bore wise, just like psychologically, like how essentially this entire town, what rightfully so, is on a witch hunt. But everybody's so riled up that they see somebody who doesn't look like Michael Myers whatsoever. But one person says it's Michael Myers. And then they literally are just like trying to, like, I kept looking at my child. I'm like, child, it feels like they're like, if this was put in like, fucking the old south that they're gonna fucking lynch this dude <laughs> you know and that's what it like that's really the energy that the entire town kind of like came across is like we're gonna fucking kill this guy in a blind rage you know and then instead well, of rightfully so, after seeing him because i think it's michael but yes right but at the same time i'm like dude this guy's fucking crying in a hallway like he's locked in between two doors where people are just banging and trying to break through but i'm like at what point there you're like, oh, that's not Michael Myers. You know, that never happened. So this guy just he, ends he up more breaking like the window. Penguin. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, he looks nothing like he's decrepit. He's old. He's fucking crying. And then he just breaks the window to sides. Instead of getting ripped to shreds, I'm just going to jump off the 
jump off the roof and kill myself. God, that was another gore scene. Just that was another super gore. But I just remember, I'm like, damned. I just felt so bad for that guy. And like they, ne- like they don't establish like he's not a killer. He's literally just a mentally unwell person that just gets scared so bad that he fucking kills himself. And that was just like I understand, but it also shows the dangers of like when you lose control entirely when evil takes over your town in a more like less boogeyman more just like yeah yeah you know it was crazy like that really got to me let's talk the very end because i'm not sure i'm satisfied with this ending overall i like this quite a bit i still between the 2018 and this one i still like both feels like we're in act one act two of a story and we got a third one to go still but there's just something that kind of rubbed me the wrong way, I guess, about the way just the ending. So we get, we surround the townspeople, surround them, start beating the shit out of them. Which uh, I loved, by the way. That? I loved that. They're, they're like, we fucking got this guy. And they're just beating the shit out of him, shooting him, fucking. Except for the guy that's, they're circled around Michael Myers. And then there's just a random guy that has a handgun shooting at him, like, don't shoot a gun when you're literally in a fucking circle. You are most likely going to shoot somebody else too. Yeah, a lot of people have gun experience in this. Now, lots of Wait, amateur. But are you telling me nobody's got a shotgun? Like he's laying on the ground, put the shotgun to his head and pull the trigger. Brains everywhere. Then take an axe, cut him into literally pieces like they do in the Evil Dead to make sure it can't come back. Do you, okay. That's one of the things that bugged me, especially like there were copious amounts of guns at the very beginning of the movie. They're just handing them out willy nilly. You know, but you're telling me they got a whole fucking chain, like a whole fucking gang of citizens in the street with weapons. And now we're being stingy with the firearms. Like, oh, only one guy has a gun with all like, no, fuck you. A couple of those, a couple of the trucks that pulled up. I don't care if it's a stereotype. A couple of those guys have at least two shotguns and like five handguns in the back of their car. Now, this is after he killed um, Karen. What'd you think of that? I honestly did not like seeing Karen die. If anything, keep her. If you're going to kill her off, kill her off the next one. I want to see a little more of Karen. It just felt very offhanded, too. It was just they kind of just like threw her away instead of like really building the tension. They just kind of threw her character away, which I thought was kind of sad. And maybe that's why I don't know, but I, I did not like her dying for some reason. But again, I said earlier, it's like it's nice when the main characters do die because it definitely feels like there's stakes. It's one thing I get tired with Marvel movies, no stakes. But with that said, maybe the third one will be because Jamie Lee Curtis, her or Lori is still alive. Maybe the next one will be her seeking revenge for her sister's death. I mean, because now, now her sister and her brother-in-law are both dead. So maybe, maybe it'll be her and her granddaughter seeking revenge. Maybe, because I mean, her granddaughter's character definitely had final girl energy. Like, especially when she has a shotgun Michael Myers rips it out of her hand, so she pulls the knife and just quickly starts stabbing him really quickly in the stomach. I'm mm-hmm. like, fuck yeah, get him. You know, like, so well, I feel in. like that's probably going to happen or maybe something's going to happen and she's like, I have to end it. You know, maybe she will just become the final. She probably will be the final girl. And it's a good chance, I think, now, yeah. But yeah, I think it'll be those two on revenge. Like, you killed my mother, you killed my daughter. Like, we're going to get him. I think that's what we're going to go into with the third one here. Yeah, but, I think so. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I guess I, I guess part of it too is I, I wanted to see like if there's a sequel, I wanted to see more of Anthony Michael Hall's character, but he got killed. 
He's fucking dead. God damn it. I wanted more of him. But well, I that's a horror movie for you. I really like this character. Oh, she's dead. Well, uh, what about uh dead? Yeah, I mean, I guess overall, um, to kind of wrap this up here, pretty entertaining movie. Uh great kills. I mean, especially the one the ones we highlighted were some pretty awesome kills. Good I, I for the most part enjoyed most of the characters. I, I had fun with them. Um yeah. I'm actually, if there's another one coming out in a year or two, I'll go see it. Yeah, it comes out next year. Okay, I'll go um, see but it. You, you know, honestly, like, yeah, the fun factor was like eight or nine out of 10. Kills were a 10 out of 10. Characters, all, all the characters were very enjoyable for the most part, if not classic 80s horror movie dumb, which also which makes it more fun for me. Uh, gore was good. Again, very interesting juxtaposition from the first one that has no gore to going to this one which has all of it all the gore you know and i'm getting definitely interested to see the next one i'll probably just obviously watch the first one then rewatch the second one and then watch the third one when it comes out um but honestly i had a great time like you know i actually when i looked it up or when i like randomly was like looking for something or looked uh looking for the movie i think i saw a rotten tomato score which was like 30 some percent but the audience score was about 70 percent. i'm like yeah i mean i get that because the characters are fun the gore's over the top but there's absolutely no real plot well, Silly, it's, just, it's, just a, a, it's just a continuation of the events that happened in the next one it's just what's happened in the next couple hours i i don't know i guess i didn't need a huge plot well, it's, no, and I, I don't feel the need for it anyway. I'm like, it's a Halloween, it's a massacre movie. Like, it doesn't need plot. Yeah. It just needs interesting characters fighting a bad guy with great kills. That's all you need. And that's all it had. <laughs> so, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, honestly, I really had, again, horror always best with a friend. I mean, or anybody. I watched it with Shiloh, and we had a great time. I was all by myself. Yeah, at least you had two other people who were hopefully like reacting to the movie too. Not really. They were silent, which don't get me wrong, I'm not complaining. You're like, but also you're like, come on. I mean, at least go like, oh shit. Yeah, no, I definitely was very vocal when the door kicked into the lady's hand knocking the gun around. I was vocal for that. <laughs> Anyone in the theater heard me for sure. I would have been on the floor laughing. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> uh. but uh what else was i gonna say i don't know so I, I guess i've gone from somebody that's never seen any of these halloween films to now i've seen four of them uh, More from than what i've, what I've, what seen, I've been two. Kind of seen online it looks like i've seen the four that matter yeah so yeah and maybe at some point i will go watch the rob zombie ones too that because he did a remake of the first two I think it'd just be kind of fun because, like you said, he, he probably just ups the ante of gore. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's his whole thing. So I might check those out eventually. We'll see. But yeah, what a fun way to get into the Halloween spirit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, Daniel. Well, where can they find us? They can find us online on movies underscore bruised, Instagram, and Twitter. All right, everybody. Thank you for downloading the show. If you like it, share it with others. And we'll be back next week with dune see you then sweet woo